Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How is it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? I'm doing very well. The sun is out, which is generally pretty good for my mood. And not only that, but as of recording, we are celebrating the Platinum Jubilee of our fine monarch. So things couldn't be better. I'm looking forward to the parade, which, as of this going out, will have happened. But I'm on tenterhooks as it is right now. I'm looking forward to all the different floats that show up, what kind of characters, who's going to sing Let It Go. It's all up in the air. I can't wait to find out. When's that? When is, I don't even know when that is, to be honest, Tom. Uh, I think I it's on... patches fly over, and I was quite excited by that. That's probably my most favourite thing about queen things is that we get military jets and another aircraft flying over right I, I think the parade is on sunday although personally i think it should be on every day at three o'clock that's just me yeah. i'm a traditionalist uh, and I think, I think they should do two to be honest i think they should do a mid-morning one and a, an afternoon one but yeah the, the mid-morning one can be up on a stage in front of buckingham palace i think the three o'clock one the royals should really be down at street level mingling with the people offering people for a dance maybe not prince yeah. andrew but everyone else <laughs> yeah go for it i think that would be fun and i think prince that's... andrew though he he's really good because he can throw a lot of moves because he doesn't sweat so uh, you know he can just keep going that's true, actually. He would be he would be perhaps the ideal performer in an actual Disney World parade, given that he doesn't sweat. You can put him in any of those big furry suits. The man will be absolutely fine. Yeah, he's a, he's a rock. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Uh, but no, you know, given that the royal family are essentially a taxpayer-funded tourist attraction, why not? <laughs> Why not force them to do a Disney-style parade each day rather than just every time the Queen hits a, a milestone? You know what I mean? A daily royal parade? I think that would be great fun. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And the question is, though, for me, is obviously this is prob- may well be her last major jubilee Uh do we then have to start small again when it gets to Charles? Do we start small and build up? Or do, does he get an even bigger one just because that's how, you know, every time has to be bigger and better, like Stranger Things. Every season has to be bigger. Is it like that? Or do we start well, again? Well, I, you know, I think if he wants to make an impression, he should probably just go bigger and better, right? You know, screw tradition. I'm kind of, I kind of get where you're coming from. You start small again, perhaps, but... No, I think he should go big style, actually. And like I say, if he wants any ideas, I'm available. I've got loads. Prince Charles-shaped pretzels, maybe, oh. something like that. <laughs> I am for down for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a Prince Charles chocolate ice cream bar. Oh, go I, for it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Again, keep Andrew away from serving them up. Well, if you did a Prince Andrew-themed ice cream, you'd only really do that, I think, if the technology got to a place where you could have unmeltable ice cream. Then I think, that is you could, true, yeah. then I think thematically, you could absolutely do a Prince Andrew ice cream bar. <laughs> Maybe he's, uh, he's in the future world section, so you only get freeze-dried Prince <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> 
if we i mean i have an episode title in mind for this given what we're about to talk about but if we still did one just purely based on dumb nonsense that has been said freeze-dried prince andrew is maybe the best episode title anyone has ever uttered in history not even just on this podcast if that doesn't scream uh europe tom then i don't know what does Absolutely not. We've got very exciting news to share on this week's episode, which will form the bulk of what we're going to talk about. However, before then, delighted to say that for the first time in a while, I'm going to play the correspondence in general music. Here we go. Well, playing that music, Josh, can mean only one thing or you know, two or three things. We've maybe got an email, we've maybe got a tweet, someone's maybe shouted at one of us in the street with a question about theme parks. Today, I believe, we have an email and some tweets. Perhaps we go for the email first, Josh. Someone has got in touch. Podcast at parkrush.com. Who is it and what have they said? Yeah, uh, obviously we're going through uh, all of your uh, trip reports from when you were in Florida uh, last month. Hmm. And and this is from Andy. And Andy has written in about Bush Gardens, and we're probably not going to get to Bush Gardens anytime soon with the trip reports with what's going on. So we thought we'd get this email in earlier than that trip report, so that we make sure it's covered by the time he goes away. Um, so here goes. Hello, guys. Andy from Liverpool here, long-time listener of the po- of your podcast. Thank you very much, Andy. Appreciate it. Um, I enjoy the content. You have the right balance of theme park news and waffle. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I th- I agree. Uh, I think to be yeah. honest, we maybe veer slightly too much towards theme parks. Actually, I was going to say waffle, but no. Actually, let's do just yeah. a podcast that's seventy percent waffle, thirty percent. Go parks. with go for a waffle. I could actually Mickey waffles. Yeah, they must be a thing. William waffles, Prince William waffles. William Come waffles. on, yeah, could go for that. The Duke of Waffle. Uh, oh, anyway. Uh, Loving the trip reports at the moment, which has led me to ask about whether Tom and family did Bush Gardens this time, and if so, how did you get there if staying near International Drive? I go later this year and will be my first trip without a hire car, staying at Universal, and I'm pl- currently planning a day in Bush. <laughs> uh, I only use Uber for short journeys, so maybe looking at coach travel. Thanks in advance, uh, and he, and he apologises because he has no sponsorship deals to offer. Uh, Damn. That's all right, Andy. Maybe next time. Um, we'll get one one day. Yeah. Um, so, Tom, uh, I think I'm right in saying that you did have a rental car. We, cer- we certainly did, yes. Uh, and, and a good tip, actually, I, you know, if people were eyeing up a Florida trip, I, I think I've spoken about this before, maybe some time ago, but my dad, during the, the booking process for this particular trip, this 2022 reboot if you like of the 2020 trip found that there was far better value for money to be had flying into tampa not simply because flight prices tend to be a little bit cheaper but more so it was the car rental prices so that's just a general tip for people who who will want to go the car rental route if you're going to florida anytime soon it does seem like tampa the prices are quite a bit uh, cheaper there at the moment uh, I think it's a kind of COVID hangover issue at Orlando. But yes, we had a rental car. So when it came time to go to Bush Gardens, we, we could just drive, uh, staying as we do at Windsor Palms Resort, 
which of course isn't too far from uh, from Disney World. Uh, very close, in fact, to a couple of those parks, Animal Kingdom especially, we, we we can get to very quickly from where we normally stay. To get to Busch Gardens, though, it's a pretty straightforward drive. It's just straight down the I-4 uh, for the vast majority of the way there, and it takes just over an hour. Obviously not particularly useful information for you there, Andy. Uh, I'd imagine that you're going to have to explore coach options, uh, which I'm not personally uh... super familiar with. I don't know about you, Josh. Yes, well, I have done a little bit of Googling um, and maybe we'll get some uh, comments uh, after this episode goes out from our uh, Florida-based listeners. But Mears, uh, who, who are a big coach firm, do a free round-trip uh, coach um, and it's free if you have paid Bush Gardens tickets. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and they will pick you up from your hotel. And there's a, I'm looking at this list. It's a big old list. It's basically, um, if your hotel isn't on this list and it's a proper hotel, um, then yeah. maybe don't stay there. You're probably not even in Florida. Yeah, yeah that's what I would say. There's a, this is a big yourself. old list. Mm. Um, you know, I, I can never remember any of the names of the Universal Hotels, but Hard Rock's on here for example, so they definitely go from the Universal Hotels where you're staying, Andy. Um, so that is probably your best bet without a car. Obviously, even renting a car for one day is going to be super expensive because the rental cars are really expensive in Florida right now, mm. especially Orlando. Um, so, yeah, you go up. We'll put the link in the in the uh, show notes, but it's bushgardens.mears.com uh, and you can select your hotel and your travel date, and they will get you uh, from your hotel to the park and back again, um, as long as you have a Bush Gardens ticket. Oh, that sounds perfect. That helps, Andy. Hmm. Yeah, great. I mean, as you said, Josh, we will get to Bush Gardens eventually and do a trip report on that. Uh, but, yeah, it might be quite some time. Uh, I guess the, the long and short of it, though, enjoyed it. A little bit SeaWorld-esque in that, it still feels like more than any of the other Disney Universal parks that it's in some way still almost emerging from COVID, which in the case of Bush and SeaWorld did feel like a slightly strange thing to think, given that I think they were among the first to reopen and then start dropping their various restrictions and measures. I guess the key difference is that Disney and Universal have plenty of revenue streams beyond the theme parks Bush and SeaWorld a little less so, so they probably yep. did suffer a lot more when they had to close and then when there were no tourists. But, yeah, you can't help but feel like it's a little bit a shadow of its former self, but hopefully by the time you're there, stuff has got back a little bit more to normal. And there's no denying still that the ride lineup, or at least the roller coaster lineup, is still excellent. So... Still worth a trip, I would say, and uh, yeah, it seems like it, it will be easy enough for you to get there from where you're staying. Uh, the other correspondence we had related to our Animal Kingdom trip report from a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Ben got in touch, which means I can play the Mr. Ben music, which is great. Uh, he had uh, a few points about Animal Kingdom. Uh, he was glad that okay. I liked Satuli Canteen in Pandora. I did like Satuli Canteen. Yeah, he's been, he's been a, a big uh, proponent of that place over the years, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yes, he recommended it to me 
I can't remember if it was while I was actually in the park. I can't remember if maybe I'd tweeted something about eyeing up a, a food place. And, and what do I and eat Mr. in this damn place? Mr. Ben was quick to suggest Mr. Mr. Satuli Canteen. Yes. So I hope he's getting some sort of commission from the fine people of Avatar or Pandora, rather. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe he gets paid in uh, unobtainium. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, basically all currencies are quickly becoming unobtainium so far as a lot of people are concerned. So, uh, yeah, life imitates art, as they say. Yeah. Uh, speaking of parade-style floats, as we were a moment ago, uh, he points out that uh, the parade-style floats in the Lion King show, the Festival of the Lion King, are actually parade floats from an old Disneyland parade, which I guess makes sense. I'd never considered that, but that does make sense. They still hold up. They're, they're pretty good, actually. They're quite expressive. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. And then a little bit of trivia here, I guess. I don't know if you were aware of this. Animal I, Kingdom I, is the uh, yeah. the only park at Walt Disney World where you have to open doors to get into the restrooms. Yes. This is a security feature in case the animals escape. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe I have heard that one before. So they're sort of like um, shelter-in-place locations at that point if, a, if an animal escapes. Right. Okay, yeah, that does make sense. Uh, and then he did, in fact, also make uh, one comment about, I think this is in relation to the Epcot trip report, where we were talking about the fact that that park has two entrances. And Mr. Ben says, I did a quiz on a Disney cruise once where the question was, which is the only park with two entrances? The answer is Epcot, but I pointed out there are two as Animal Kingdom has a secret entrance stroke exit through the Rainforest Cafe, the cast member reluctantly agreed. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I bet you loved being that guy who had to, well, actually, <laughs> the quiz master yes. on a Disney cruise. This reminds me of when my dad shouts at Richard Osman on Pointless because he is convinced that Richard Osman is wrong about something and the rest of us just kind of have to sit there shaking our head like, I'm sure Richard Osman's done his research. Uh, yeah, if, if and if Richard hasn't done it, someone else on the other end of that laptop has. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, actually, it actually reminds me of uh, a school quiz where I believe you and George Blue both went up to <laughs> plead. Uh, yes, yes, a correct answer. Yeah, I remember that. In fact, I was going to bring that up as well. <laughs> I'm glad it's such a vivid <laughs> memory for us both. Yeah, it was a it was a Christmas quiz at school. And I think the question was something about fictional characters who live in Baker Street that aren't Sherlock Holmes, basically, because he's the obvious one. Yeah. And I think Danger Mouse was an accepted answer, but Basil the Great Mouse Detective was not. And uh, yes. yes, I and uh, this other lad, George Blue, as you say, I, I think it was him, uh, both went up to the quiz masters to plead our case. I remember very vividly George, I assume it was George looked at me and said, are you here about Basil? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> Damn straight. So yeah, we've all been that guy at one point or another, I think. Yeah. I, I think you have to be, you know, well, you have exactly. To keep 
someone has to keep the quiz masters in check. Indeed, yes. Or they'll just run amok and you can't allow it. Yeah. They yeah. need to be held to account when they're wrong. Ultimately, uh, if they're found wrong, they should uh, resign. But uh, no one's doing that these days. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Ugh. All right. Well, uh, one last thing. It's sort of a cor- adjacent correspondence. Uh, have you heard of uh, Universal Food Blog? Uh, I haven't seen, by the way, any any of the uh, content from the donut challenge that I was involved with with, with him and Pastor John uh, at Universal. Uh, we'll, we'll, of course, alert you all whenever that does emerge. However, he just put a thought into the into the ether uh, the other day where he said, I want to go to Alton Towers. That is all. And Pastor John brought this to our attention. Uh, Josh, you're obviously a, a, you're an, well, as we know last week, you are a proponent of the word Stan. Would it be fair to say you are an Alton Towers Stan? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say so. Yeah. So I guess if, if Javier yeah. has any questions, he should come to you about that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and if he comes over uh, to do it, let me know. I'll, I'll be well on for that sort of trip. And obviously, he's a theme park foodie. Do you have any? <laughs> do you think Alton Towers could sustain uh, sort of a, a food-focused theme park coverage? I must say, I'm not sure it could. Uh, no, I don't think he'll be setting up Alton Towers food blog anytime soon. <laughs> no. I think you'd do about three posts and one of them would be just go to McDonald's, you know. Yeah, uh, this is a Burger King. Uh, this uh, used to be a proprietary pizza place, but now it's uh, just Pizza Hut. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for correspondence in general this week. If you want to correspond with us, you can do so. Podcast at parkrush.com, tweet at Podcast. You can also send in voice notes. The link to that is in the show notes. Let's play that music again. Welcome back. Now, of course, we have interrupted what had been a sequence of trip reports from my time in Florida. Don't be alarmed. They are coming back. But we thought... We do something different this week. The reason being because, Josh, not only are there more Florida trip reports in our oh future, God. but there will also be trip reports in our future from elsewhere because in a mere matter of days as of uh, release of this episode, what are we doing? Where are we going? Tom, it's time for uh, Euro Rush. That's it. That's what? right. We're hitting the roads, we're visiting uh, those German theme parks and those Dutch theme parks. Indeed we are. Indeed we are. It's very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Uh, This has been kind of long mooted, I guess, long discussed. We've kind of thought it would be a, a cool thing to do. It was just a matter of kind of putting it down in writing, making sure we can afford it, picking a good time to do it. And uh, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So we, we're going to have sort of a, a good few theme parks on the list that we're going to do. And we thought we would just sort of run through them all here for you. Uh, so you know what to expect. 
And uh, yeah, Josh, I don't know if you sort of want to run through the list, your your carefully assembled itinerary for, Uh, as you say, Euro Rush. Euro Rush. Yes. Uh, I think it's a strong list for the most part. Some interesting uh, elements going on. Uh, some some bits outside of theme parks as well, sort of theme park adjacent, you could argue. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so it's a 10-day trip. That's what I'm going to say. Sure is. 10-day um, trip. Might be nine days, depends how fast you go down the autobahn, I guess. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and unfortunately, the French are very strict on their uh, speed limits. Um, so... First day is basically all driving, unfortunately. Uh, it is. However, it's like test track in real life. It is like test track in real life. It's going to be a nine-hour drive. Oof. Yeah. Leaving home about five o'clock in the morning. Uh, but it's okay because we've got some. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stop off on the way. We've got a bit of a. It's not a direct French route. We're gonna go through uh, Luxembourg uh, and Belgium as well before that. Uh, just to make it a little bit more interesting and scenic. And we're also going to stop at a theme park adjacent place, uh, which is the treetop walk in Saar Schleifer. Um, basically, it's a yeah. big old structure that you climb to the top of and uh, look out over beautiful scenery. Yeah. Uh, one might even consider it cultural, which normally rubs me the wrong way. I want to walk around a very, uh, you know, fake looking theme park essentially yeah i want to get all my culture from uh fake mock-ups of other places yeah exactly 100 percent. that's why we're all here yeah but you know we thought we'd see how the other side live uh, for at least a bit of this trip yeah and it'd be nice to you know stretch my legs that is also true it's also an excuse just to get out of the out of the car because as you say uh I, i guess it would you know some would just drive uh, straight through France, given that the the ultimate destination at the end of this initial nine hour drive is Strasbourg, uh, but as you say, we're going to kind of cut through Luxembourg and Belgium just to make it a bit more interesting. Uh, I'm sure we'll get out of the car uh, in each of those countries just to say we have set foot in them, uh, yeah, and kind of have S- a mooch smell about. the air, yeah, exactly. See what it used to be like. You remember the. The pre-Brexit days where you could just walk across a border into another country. Do you remember that? It's good, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's basically still the same, right? I guess so, yeah. We're, I mean, we will be getting on the Euro Tunnel at some ungodly hour. So any potential issues in terms of border checks or queues to get to the ports, uh, we should avoid. Yes. But, <clears throat> yeah, the last time we, we did this... We we were still in the EU. We were on our way out, but we were still in there, clinging on. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you say, we're staying in Strasbourg, not Strasbourg, the German place, but Strasbourg, the French place. Mm. Um, it's important to make that distinction because they're very far apart and uh, Stra- Strasbourg in Germany would be no use for this trip. No, I don't suppose so. Strasbourg in France, though, is... Right on the border, so uh, kind of the rationale was that it was, even though it is in a different country, it is actually a pretty good place to base ourselves for Europa Park. Yeah, so it's it's probably the largest uh, settlement that's close to 
Europa Park. It's about a 45 minute drive, um, which is pretty reasonable. Um, but yeah, Europa mm. Park. Looking forward to this place. Yeah, this is, I mean, I think the biggest theme park by some distance that we'll be going to. It, it feels a little bit like, to me anyway, from what I've seen, a kind of amalgamation of Magic Kingdom and Epcot in some way. It's kind of got the World Showcase vibe going for yeah. it in that you are walking around these lovingly recreated renditions of different countries from around the world, but then also has the large and varied ride lineup of a Magic Kingdom. So it definitely seems like a park that you could spend two days at, which is indeed what we plan to do, uh, because it is vast. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's almost like uh, if they'd built Epcot and gone, you know, we're going to put rides in all of these regions, not just two of them yeah yeah exactly but but still has a lot of food and drinking uh, potential as well from what i can see it, it it really has it all yes very well regarded in in that uh, instance as well um actually a lot of people you know a lot of americans come over to europe and go to some of the parks that we're going to on this trip and go bloody hell don't the europeans do it well and mm. yeah, that's, that's high praise indeed coming from america yeah, absolutely. And it seems to me as well, just by looking at the homepage of Europa Park, their mascot is also a mouse or perhaps a rat. It's difficult to tell. But he's fully dressed. He's not walking around like Mickey in a pair of boxes. This guy's got jeans and a T-shirt on. He's Yes. Uh, and yeah. and uh, this park, uh, well, Europa Park, I should say, as a whole, has a... Uh, kind of next door to it has a uh, water park as well called uh, uh, Rulantica which we're not going to uh, just to make that perfectly clear but that also has its own mascot which is a squid oh yeah I think the uh, the rat or the you know whatever it is is uh, called Ed Ed oh okay yeah. well I look forward potentially to meeting Ed it might be a fine addition to my autograph book Ooh. But, uh, yeah, uh, over 100 attractions and shows Europa Park claims to have uh, across 15 European and three fantasy themed areas, 13 roller coasters, 45 themed restaurants and bars. So this sounds like a place that absolutely could sustain a food blog. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see how we get on on that front. It looks great. And I think a running theme actually of some of these european parks that we're going to be going to and obviously uh, our reserve judgment for when we're actually there and can report back but it seems to me like as big as some of these are they do also still not really waste any space like there are a lot of areas of these parks where there are rides that feel like they're almost on top of each other and yeah. create this quite cool dynamic where you know, roller coasters are flying up above boat rides or twisting and turning right next to another roller coaster. And there's a lot know, of there's... interactions. Yeah, as they cool. say, as I as I keep saying uh, when I play uh, Parkitect or Planet Coaster on on the live streams, mm. got to get those yeah. interactions in. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to this one. It probably is 
the one I'm most excited for. Uh, at least it it was, and I think probably still is the one that that has kind of become more and more exciting in my mind. The more I've looked at it, and the closer we've got to uh, traveling, is is actually Fantasia Land. But Europa Park, I think, as you say, is very very well regarded, and I I would not be surprised if I come away from it thinking that yeah, this is the kind of pinnacle of the European theme park. Yeah, game if you like. Absolutely. So, I mean, just to uh, kind of go back on the uh, kind of Epcot World Showcase thing. Uh, so the areas are uh, the German themed area, the English themed area, French, Greek, uh, Dutch, Irish, Icelandic, Italian, uh, Luxembourg, Swiss, Austrian, Portuguese, Russian, Scandinavian, Spanish. Uh, there's a Grimm's Fairy Tale section as well. So. Uh, very like a it's a Europe, Eurocentric Epcot, uh, if if you if you like yeah, Eurocot yeah, and the coaster lineup looks really good. Yes, really good. There's there's Woodies, there's steel coasters, there's toboggans. There's a good mix. There's a mine train type of uh, type experience. So yeah, water rides as we've mentioned. good variety. Yeah, yeah. So that's Europa Park. As you say, that, that's two days that we've earmarked for that. And then, Josh, we head to Stuttgart. Is that correct? Stuttgart. That is correct, Tom. Uh, we're spending a few nights in Stuttgart. It includes one of our uh, relaxed days, I guess you could call it. But before mm. that, uh, we go to a little park called Erlibnis Park Tripsdill, Trips Drill, uh, which apparently is, uh, from what I've read, one of the oldest theme parks in Germany. Right. Um, I, I had not. I had not heard of this. How, how did you come across it? Um, I kind of googled. Googled it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fine. Shock. Yeah. Uh, it's. Um, I, I was kind of googling. Okay, so what are the big parks here? We want to go to Europa Park. We want to go to Fantasia Land. We want to go to Efteling. What else is on on that sort of route? And Trips Drill was one of them. Um, right. Yeah, so this yeah. is, it's a, like I say, it's a little bit different of a park. Um, it's got a theme park area. It's got a wildlife park. Um, and when I say wildlife park, I don't think it's anywhere near like a bush gardens. It's a bit more, uh, again, Eurocentric, a bit more uh, chill. So there's wolves, there's otters, there's uh, deer, that sort of thing. <laughs> a bit more chill. There's wolves. <laughs> there's wolves. Wolves are chill. Yeah, the chillest of animals, for sure. Yeah. They just let you go up and pet them, I think. Yeah, basically dogs, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, the wildlife park side of it kind of interests me. It looks very, very green. Like, it's not... It doesn't seem like... But I mean, Bush Gardens, I, I think as we'll get to in the trip report, some of those animal exhibits... As I've gotten older, they're not quite SeaWorld level of, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> this doesn't look like a great place for these animals to be. I mean, clearly for some people, there's just a blanket rule on, well, of course, theme parks and zoos aren't good places for animals to be. And it's like, well, yes, okay, fine. But yeah. you know, even relative to other zoos and, and theme parks and safari parks, if even if you're kind of okay with those kinds of things existing, there are certain parts of Bush Gardens that you look at and think, I don't know, 
this this should be better than this. Uh, whereas with Tripstill, from what I've seen, or Tripstrill rather, uh, they they look a little bit more separated and bespoke. So it's not the case that there's a you know a great big roller coaster or a steam train chugging along next to the elephants or yeah or something along those lines. It feels like they're slightly more distinct. Yes, they very much treat them as two uh, separate entities, as it were. Mm, yeah. But lots of rides here, it seems like. And some of these coasters look genuinely great. And I was looking at a a vlog uh, that someone had done from Trip to Drill a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, it looks beautiful. Like, it, it very much looks like it's set in the countryside. Uh, so a little bit Alton Towersy in that way, I suppose. And it just yeah. looks like it has a very pleasant vibe while still managing to offer what looked like some really good roller coasters. So this one might end up being a bit of a, a dark horse, if you like. Yeah, a, a, a hidden gem almost. Yeah, absolutely. Some Non-Germans. Uh, yeah, and there's again, there's all sorts. There's water rides here, there's steelies, there's uh, woodies, uh, flat rides. Got them all. Yeah, absolutely. So looking forward to that one. And then, as you say, a couple of days in Stuttgart, but theme yes. park-wise, the next one on the list, confirmed, confirmed, is confirmed. is Fantasia Land. Absolutely, uh, and this so one this is, is significant uh, because because we're staying there, right? Yeah, so it's a, it's a bit of a drive from Stuttgart to Fantasia Land. It's a four-hour drive, but we are indeed staying in the park, Tom. In the park. Hell yeah. Um. We're staying at a place called Hotel uh, Rooksburg. Uh, ho- sorry, Hotel Charles Lindbergh, which is in the Rooksburg area of the park. Um, it's bloody great, right? They the email the confirmation emails are like written as if you're being invited by um, an actual person who you know runs a place. Um, yeah. So, for example, the last email that I got. Uh, just yesterday, um, there's, dear Mr. Lawrence, may I introduce myself? Lieutenant Gustav Mayerhopper, my name. As honorary chairman of the Explorer Society of the Hotel Charles Lindbergh, I am extremely pleased to welcome you to our exclusive circle in just 14 days. And did you reply with, say it in English, mate, for God's yeah. sake? <laughs> Pourquoi? Uh, yeah, you what? <laughs> I'd be curious, uh, yeah. by the way. Sorry, just on that, if anyone who listens or, you know, has been to the Galactic Star Cruiser or knows how it works, knows someone who's been, I'd be curious to know what the correspondence is like if you book that. Do you get emails from, you know, uh, the leader of the resistance or I don't know exactly what the setup is for the Galactic Star Cruiser, but do you get it in that way or is it just corporate Disney receipt? Ah, sucker, you've just spent 12 grand. (laughs) Generic uh disney it's uh, a little girl with ears on being dragged along by her parents uh, at, <laughs> in a picture at the top uh followed by a text saying congratulations you're booked in that's right what, that's what i reckon yeah yeah probably well yeah this sounds fun I, I don't know if they expect i mean one imagines based on the correspondence and 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 how highly themed the hotel looks because it is literally in the rooksburg area and the interesting thing about it or the the striking thing about it is that there's a roller coaster 
in that land, which really does intertwine with basically everything in the area, including the hotel. So it's perfectly plausible to walk out of your hotel room onto the balcony and a roller coaster whiz by. So given its commitment to immersion and whatnot, I wonder how... Uh, how engaged the the staff are and maybe how engaged they expect the guests to be are we going to have people walking around in top hats and waistcoats and fancy moustaches i think Uh, so there's also it is this sort of like steampunky vibe um i do believe Mm. that they'll be wearing themed uh dress in you know themed uniform around the hotel and in the uh in that rooksburg area of the park as well the rooksburg area of the park um so i guess i'll probably go through what gets included in uh our stay right uh, mm. so it's one it's a one night stay that's you know um and it's uh so you get exclusive access to the hotel obviously um you spend the night in the aeronaut cabin which is uh kind of like uh it, it's a small it is a very small room i'm not going to lie um Bed on either side, kind of walkway down the middle with a uh, you know bathroom area at the end. But when you walk out the door, you literally walk out onto a balcony, and the roller coaster is literally in front of your face. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you get tickets for two days in the park, so one night, but two days in the park. Uh, the day you get there and the day you leave, um, you get. Uh, Fast passes are the equivalent to for that ride that's right in front of your face as you uh, exit your hotel room. Uh, you get a fast pass one a day for each guest. Uh, you get breakfast included. You get a free course meal in the evening. Uh, you have a private entrance uh, from the hotel straight into the park and you get exclusive access to Bar 1919, which uh, only guests at the hotel get access to. And apparently... When the park shuts at the end of the day, uh, the bar opens its doors and you can wander around the Brookburg area as if it was part of the bar. Um, obviously, the ride won't be running, but you can just kind of wander around like it was the gardens of the bar. Pretty cool. Yeah. If I'm going to get sloshed at a theme park, this might be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the good thing Come on, this... let us on the ride, let us on the ride. I've only had seven pints. No, probably no. to get to that stage, it'll be more like I've only had two pints. <laughs> Less <laughs> on the ride. The the good thing is as well. Obviously, while we're staying at this park, whereas we're not at any other parks, I can have a drink, which is uh, is nice. Oh, uh, yeah, it will be nice uh, for you. I'll be drinking my way around all of these. Places. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I wouldn't have it any other way, Tom. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll be at my best vlogging self. Uh, if I do that, as we'll get to, as we'll get to, we'll get to how we're planning to uh, cover all this. Yeah. So, yeah, Fantasialand, I mean, beyond just Rookburg, uh, again, looks like a great park. What's striking to me is just how small it actually is and how much they pack in. Uh, And I've heard that because of that, it can actually be a bit tricky to navigate and find your way around, but I'm looking forward to to working that one out. Uh, And it's kind of amazing as well how it kind of is just in the middle of a city, right? The entrance yeah. is very unassuming. It looks kind of like a bus stop. <laughs> I was looking <laughs> at it the other day. And uh, so, yeah, I find the whole, I find the way it's kind of, uh, yeah, just sort of built in the middle of a of an already built up area kind of extraordinary and compare it to some of the, the biggest theme parks 
uh, elsewhere. So I'm yeah. looking forward to checking this out. Um, I should say as well, uh, I didn't mention it previously, but Europa Park has an app. Uh, Fantasialand also has an app. Um, and uh, right. Eftel- Efteling also has an app when we get there as well, and so does Movie Park. So uh, Trips Trips Drill is the only one that doesn't. Fantasialand as well, by the way, some of those lands are, are like Europa Park in that they're just themed to other countries. Yeah. So that's, you know, some of what we can expect from from that. So, yeah, that, that yeah, should be again, a good one as well. Good variety, variety of, rides, of rides, coasters, dark rides, water rides, everything you could want, really. Yeah, and a lot and, of it's uh, indoors as well. So, I mean... If the weather is bad, then uh, yeah, that's not a problem, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and then then we're off to Cologne and Essen. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So uh, we, we were sort of looking at Cologne area, but actually we're going to be staying in Essen uh, the next night, um, mainly because the accommodation was much much nicer in Essen than it was in Cologne for the price. Um, mm. Doesn't smell and... as nice though. Well, yeah, that is true. Um, and we're off to Movie Park, Tom. Yes, Movie Park, which I think I'm right in saying used to be a licensed Warner Brothers park. It sure did. But is which now is... just a kind of generic movie park. does still have some licensed rides, although I have to say the one I have looked at in any real detail being a, a quote-unquote Star Trek-themed roller coaster is <laughs> kind of doing the bare minimum in terms of theming. If you think about, I'm trying to think of roller coasters I've been on where the theming has really been absolute bare bones, and one of the one of the worst, and it wasn't even that bad really, was probably Battlestar Galactica at Universal Singapore, and this looks yeah. substantially worse in terms of theming <laughs> than that. It looks like a perfectly fine roller coaster, but I'm not expecting Chris Pine or anyone to show up and talk me through how to put my seatbelt on. <laughs> no, very very uh, much not. No. There is a ride called uh, Van Helsing's Factory. I don't know what Van Helsing is making, but uh, there you go. Right, yeah. Another film starring Hugh Jackman, I hope. Underrated. Please. Give me some of that. Give me some of that. Uh, There's an Area 51 (laughs) ride. Uh, Don't know what that's about. Um, But, yes, there's all sorts going on there. Uh, Kind of intrigued how uh, the decline from being a branded... Warner Brothers theme park to not being branded has uh, done for them. Um, and I, yeah. I think this might be the weakest of the parks that we go to. I, I have that sense about it as well, actually. I, I, I think this is going to feel a bit sad compared to uh, some of the other stuff. Although there is a Jimmy Neutron themed attraction, which, sure. you know, as someone who somewhat misses the Jimmy Neutron Nicktoon blast, I'm yep. all for a Jimmy Neutron ride, although it's not really what I would have expected. From what I can tell, it is a roller coaster, and uh, they've categorised it as being intense rather than just moderate or soft. So, wow. Yeah, that's quite intriguing. They, they seem like yeah. they've got a few Nick rides, actually. So I guess, I yeah. mean, that, Nick is Paramount. Nick, Nick is Paramount, right? And so is Star Trek. So they must have yes. some sort of deal with Paramount. Maybe they got the deal that uh <laughs> the London Resort lost. London Resort lost, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah, that's Movie Park, and uh, then we we head to Dusseldorf, which I think is just like a a culture a day, chill culture day. day. Yeah. yeah, CNC uh, then, as I like to call it, chill and culture. Yeah, I've been to Dusseldorf. It culture is nice. It is nice. Uh, and then we're off to Tilburg uh, in the Netherlands. Yes. Uh, and Efteling finally, we leave be, Germany. Um, be the so final theme park. Afrida Zen to Germany and head to uh, the Netherlands, and like yes. you say, where we'll say hello just with a funny accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Efteling, man, this place looks wild. It does. It looks really good. It looks really good. Yeah. Uh, another another crazy mascot. This one is. Uh, man, if if Efteling shut down, this mascot could well be nightmare fuel. So uh, I'm glad it's still. Oh, running. really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Efteling but... is popular and well regarded enough, right, that they do want to expand. We talked about it a few months ago. The fact that they might face some opposition. Yes. To those plans from kind of locals, so we'll see where they end up with that. But even as it is right now, one of the bigger theme parks that we'll be going to. And a lot going on at this one as well. I think it's this and Europa Park will probably be competing for highest step counts. Yeah, I would say days out. Yeah. But Um, it looks really good. Looks really good. Really good. Some wild, some interesting, intriguing rides. Yeah, very fantasy themed, kind of storybook themed. Throughout, really. Uh, Yeah, there's a racist ride, I believe. Uh, I assume that's still there. Yeah, some questionable caricatures are still yeah. present from my under my understanding. But you know, we'll we'll judge them when we get there. Absolutely. Uh so two days in this park, which I think is very much needed. Uh, certainly we're gonna be there on the weekend. So uh Yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, for sure. We got a nighttime and water show as well. The- yeah, that should be fun as well. And as you say, with two nights there, that that could be on the cards. I mean, like, you know, there are as we got we've got some culture days, uh, you know, that we've kind of decided we should have. Of course, there are other theme parks that wouldn't be a million miles away from the route that we will be uh, using to get where we need to be. But we don't want to knacker ourselves out, so there will be a few parks left on the cutting room floor. But I think we're hitting all the big ones here, and Trips Drill will be a nice curveball and movie park a bit of a morbid curiosity so i'm really looking forward to it there is a lot to sink our teeth into and of course all the fans dozens of them out there if if that dozens uh, will be able will be able to follow along we will of course be doing trip reports on all of these parks but who knows they they could be months away in fact they almost certainly will be because we need to clear (laughs) clear the florida ones out first but uh we will of course be doing plenty uh, while we're out there yeah i think it's fair to say that when you were at uh what was that park you went to just before i went to florida uh, um, what was that one called i got a uh, Flamba- flambards flambards yeah that's the one obviously made an impression <laughs> <laughs> i'm terrible well, with names these days you, you did flambards tiktoks and flambards youtube shorts and i did some in florida we were kind of riding by the seat of our pants we're going to these with a bit more of a plan in mind so you'll be able to yes. keep up with what we're doing on tiktok on youtube on instagram on twitter we are at park crush podcast in all of those places to so do follow along if you aren't already and there'll be tons of stuff 
hitting yeah. each of those over the course of the 10 days. And then, as I say, Absolutely. when we get back, uh, we'll we'll probably do a kind of broad overview uh, check-in when we get back, as we did for Florida. Uh, but then, yeah, it will be a little while before we get to those specific trip reports, I would say. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, and I am planning to do some long-form vlogging, which will hit the YouTubes in July. Oh, that is exciting. Yeah. Do some, some uh, editing some and beastly, stuff. Beastly D in Europe. Nice. He's back. Beastly D. Beastly D's back. Yes. Yeah, so should be good fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. And uh, yeah. while we're away, so we'll be away for two weekends and you will get a couple of Florida trip reports while we're uh, while we're gone. One of those for sure will be Hollywood Studios rounding out the Disney trip reports, the Walt Disney World trip reports. And then the next one uh, is a mystery. We don't know what one that will be. We haven't done <laughs> it yet, but it will be one of Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, Busch Gardens or SeaWorld. So it'll be one of those plus Hollywood Studios that you'll get while we are away and of course if any questions come to mind or any tips come to mind if you've been to these places while we're out there uh, let us know that was very useful to me certainly in florida it was great to get people tweeting me and stuff um with tips and advice uh, as i was out there that was really great so more of that would be lovely yeah, hit us up, let us know. yeah uh anything to add josh about Euro rush. Uh, just, just one thing I would say, um, or a couple of things. Uh, you know, I was looking at getting the boat or the ferry, I should say, uh, versus the train uh, from the UK. Uh, I, I don't think I'll ever get a ferry ever again because for, the prices are astronomical. They're basically the equivalent of the train and far more hassle. Uh, so right. if you're, if you're going to go to Europe via Dover or Folkestone or, you know, I would say cho choose the train if you can afford it. Uh, th again, a lot of driving. Uh, this car is, uh, for anyone interested, I don't know, uh, is a uh, BMW 240. So uh, we'll, we'll be stopping for fuel a fair few times, I think. Um, hopefully, uh, I'm going to be hypermiling, so hopefully not too many times, but we shall see. Uh, on the car front, uh, while we're in Stuttgart, if anyone is uh, a car person, I will be doing the Porsche 911 factory tour, which is kind of theme park adjacent because it's a tour of the, you know, tours are theme park adjacent, I would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't film or take photos or do anything in there. They actually take my phone off me. Really? Tour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, it's, it's, that's wild because... Yeah, you know, the vast majority of places like that now want nothing more than for you to tweet an Instagram, and they give you all the hashtags that you should use. And yeah, and it's interesting. It's it, I guess it's kind of refreshing. You're actually you're actually going to have to kind of absorb it and enjoy it, Josh. How, I know, right? Yeah, it's weird. What the hell? Weird. I don't know about that. Um, so yeah. maybe I'll do a little side, uh, short side pod about that uh, when we're back as well, uh, just mm. for anyone who's interested there. Oh, that'll go on the Patreon. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, of course. That's how we funded this trip, all the patrons out there. Yeah, uh, there's going to be some people who might actually be interested in paying for, you know, for a Patreon, and they're like, wait, I can't find it. 
Right, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think those people actually exist. I'm sorry. Well, one day maybe. One day maybe, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, exciting stuff. I can't wait. It's going to be good fun and lots to see, lots to do, lots of content to create uh, for both our enjoyment and everyone at home. Yeah, so stay excited. tuned to all of the Park Crush channels. The easiest way to find them all, rather than me rattle them off one by one, desperately trying to remember them all, is just to go to links.parkrush.com and you will find literally everything there uh, that you could hope to find, whether it's the podcast feed or the TikTok page, the email address. It's all there, as far as I'm aware. So just go yeah, there. everything. Links.parkrush.com. And if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on your preferred podcasting app of choice. And ratings and reviews are always very much appreciated on any apps that support that feature. We'll be back next week on the podcast feed with a trip report of Hollywood Studios. But of course, for live and extended coverage of Euro Rush, it's all those other channels that you're going to want. Links.parkrush.com. Follow us on all them places. We'll see you guys when we get back. Stay safe out there. Take it easy. Alfie to say. See ya.